wandering She's been wandering We were going down to the riverside Welcome to Cheese Underground Radio. I'm Jeannie Carpenter. Thanks so much for joining us. This week, we give you the inside scoop on what it's like to sell cheese at the largest producer-only farmer's market in the nation. We help Tony and Julie Hook set up their tent on the Capitol Square in downtown Madison, arriving long before the crack of dawn, and talk with customers who've been buying Hook's cheese for 25 years. Stay with us. Today's Cheese Underground Radio is sponsored by Dairy Connection Incorporated, supplier of cultures, enzymes, cheesemaking supplies, and trusted expertise since 1999. A family-owned business based in Madison, Wisconsin, the dedicated Dairy Connection team takes pride in its commitment to be the premier supplier to artisan, specialty, and farmstead cheesemakers nationwide. To learn more, visit dairyconnection.com. ago, I called cheesemaker Tony Hook in Mineral Point with the idea of doing a story on what it was like to sell cheese at the largest producer-only farmer's market in the nation. Every Saturday morning from April to November, about 170 stands pop up in the Capitol Square in Madison, Wisconsin. All of the items for sale are grown, raised, and produced by the person behind the stand. Tony told me he usually arrives by 4.45 a.m., so I told him I'd see him there. I'm not entirely sure he believed me, so as he navigated the construction barrels on Pickney Street and pulled up to his booth in a Chevy Tahoe trailer, he began to shake his head in disbelief as I waved when he pulled up at 4.40 a.m. How's it going this morning? It's very quiet here. So is this the first the first truck? Are you the the pre-crew? Is there more stuff coming? No, this is it. This is it. But where's all the cheese? In the black uh-huh. Oh. So we'll just unload this into the adjoining spot. So I've got the trailer up there. Do you leave the trailer here? Yep. Oh. It sits right behind our stand, right behind our tent. You kind of seem like you have this down to a science. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Is this a two-person job? Do you need some help? Nope. Okay. I can get it. I just Ten to five. Is that when the train is supposed to go through? I don't know. <laughs> I've never actually been here this early, so wow, that's impressive, Tony. It's pretty well balanced. 
grab the center where the V comes down right in the middle. And just start backing up with it. Shake it out. Hopefully it'll separate. Once we have all of the supplies out of the trailer, we work together to put up the 10 by 15 foot tent with Hook's cheese printed on the sides, and then we start putting up the tables. So how long did it take you to figure out the, the perfect setup here? <laughs> well, you know, it's evolved over the years. We keep adding new cheeses and everything like that, so, you know, we got to figure out what to, what to do. And Pretty soon, Tony's sister Julie arrives to help. Usually, Tony's wife, also named Julie, is here right away in the morning to help, but she's getting a new knee in a few weeks, and standing on the cement aggravates the pain. So Tony is happy to see another family member arrive, someone who actually knows what she's doing. Oh. Julie's here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're going to help. I was going to turn back around and go back home. <laughs> First, I sit at one light thinking, I think it's broken like the one in Mount Horror. I sat there and sat there to think. It never turned? Is there a copper arm? Because if I just go through it, will I get picked up? <laughs> Somebody else did. <laughs> and they didn't pull over for him either. Yeah, right? Yeah. Now that Julie's here, we begin to unload the truck, which is filled with more than a dozen big square blue coolers of cheese each meticulously labeled with more than 70 varieties of cheese that Tony and his crew make. I get tasked with putting samples in each container, so in another hour, customers can try each cheese before they buy it. Did you make all these too, Julie? All these little signs? The other Julie. The other Julie did yep. all these? She gets all the stuff ready for markets, all the... Um, she gets it all ready and all cleaned up. She does all the hard work. This is impressive. So then these stay closed during the market, and then people open it, right? right. And then take the samples? Right. Gotcha. All the sheep, goat, stuff like that, that specialty, they're That's like impressive. itty bitty. Yeah. They're like really small things. So. Okay. That works. <laughs> a little harder to get in there, but. Hurdy gurdy. These are some awesome names. I'm making more goat cheese this year because I've been getting more goat milk from the fire farms. Uh -huh. So I've added Hurdy Gurdy as an alpine style. That one's actually, we had made some three years ago and we aged it. Okay. And it is better aged, so the ones I've made this year I'll have to try and age out. Huh. But uh, we made a, a Swiss called Holy Goat. <laughs> picture nice. of a goat with a bunch of eyes, you know, the yeah. holes in it. You are the master of names. Well, that one Brian came up with. And then we've got another one Swiss. that we're coming out with that we still haven't really come up with a description for. Okay. That's called Galway Bay, but we'll have to have people try it and see what they think of that one. This is fun, opening little baggies of cheese with cubes and then putting them in the correct container. This really satisfies my little obsessive compulsive nature. It's now nearly 6.15 a.m. and the market officially opens in a few minutes. So we snag Tony for a few minutes to talk cheese before the crowds descend. And Sister Julie promises to hold down the fort. 
So why don't you introduce yourself to our, to our listeners? I'm Tony Hook, Hook's Cheese Company, Mineral Point, Wisconsin. Okay. And how many years have you been, have you had a stand at the Dane County Farmer's Market? Uh, we started full-time in 1994. We came a couple times in 90, 91, and then we started doing it full-time in 1994. Okay. So that same year, there were like 200 vendors that joined the market. So it went up from like 160 to 357 in one year. Wow. So at that point, they decided there was a few too many to, you know, have a good market and not have it overcrowded with vendors. So they decided to limit it. And the next year they had a blackout period for the new vendors for a couple months from mid-July to mid-September. And then the year after that, they started having a waiting list. So what works best typically is around 285 to 300 members. And on a given busy week at the market, we'll usually end up with about 170 vendors. Okay. Um, and tell me, why do you come to this market? Uh, we believe it's the best market in the country. Um, we get our name out there. People from around the area just love our product, and a lot of tourists come to town and check out the Dane County Farmers Market, the best farmers market around. And can you um, can you give me an idea? You don't have to give me numbers, but can you give me an idea of maybe a percentage of your overall sales that this market um, represents? At this, at this point, we're probably about six percent of our overall sales, which is okay. very good. It's you not know, we're in about thirty-seven states, so it's it's a good good amount yeah um, and we attribute an awful lot of our artisan cheese growth up until 2001 we we were basically making mostly commodity cheeses big vats of Colby Monterey Jack cheddar and selling them to the big guys like I'll say the craft types of the world it wasn't craft but the big guys and it was going under their label or stores label or whatever and it what didn't have our name on it and in 2001, we cut back and just said, okay, everything's going under our label. It's going to have hooks on it no matter where it goes, you know. So we started dealing with small specialty stores and distributors that were willing to pay a little bit better. And we attribute a lot of our name getting out there from being at the Dane County Farmer's Market, getting it out to people that visit here, hmm. that are buyers for stores, that are chefs, chefs that try your product here and want to get it into their restaurant other chefs come to their place or hear about it through their chef buddies and I mean that's um, Eric Rupert is one of my very first you know he was a chef down on MLK at one of the restaurants when we first started coming up here and he started trying our blue and our aged cheddars and he just started bragging it up you know mm -hmm. to the chef buddies and from there it, it's, it, it, it was probably two years later Trey Fauché from out in California San Diego area had to get it into his restaurant and you know it just kind of snowballs yeah so it really has helped us get our name out as I say I mean even just in Madison I'm trying to think of a, of a restaurant that I go to where Hook's cheese isn't on the menu <laughs> if, if they don't have your cheddar they have your blue or they have, you know, one of your, your artisan specialties. So, I mean, at least in this town, you, 
you, you're dominating the cheese boards, dude. <laughs> well, we, we try to get on it. <laughs> so when you first started coming in 94, how many different types of cheese were you selling? At that time, I think we had maybe, maybe 10, you know, mm -hmm. counting a few different ages of cheddar. At that point, we still weren't making blue. We started making blue in 97. Um, Cheddar Colby, Monterey Jack, um, some Baby Swiss, um, some curd. We weren't even doing flavored curd at that point. And how many um, how many kinds of cheese are you selling now? Uh, we're up to 70 varieties, <laughs> counting the different ages of cheddar and different ages of Swiss, different flavors of curd. And uh, so uh, you guys were nice and let me help you set up today. And so one of my duties was filling all of the little sample trays and the sample tray with all the sheep and the goat and the mixed milk, that um, that's just exploded. I mean, it has, it has. How uh, many, like, do you know how many mixed milk and we cheeses have three, make? We have three, well, if we count extra innings as a separate one from triple play, we would have four mixed milk. Three of them have sheep, cow, and goat. Uh, one's a blue. And then we have one that's just sheep and cow, okay. red arigal. And then uh, sheep milk cheeses were up to, I believe, nine goat milk cheeses. We have samples for four today. We have two more coming within a couple weeks. Ooh, new cheeses. <laughs> new cheeses. Well, we'll have to be on the lookout for those. Are those the ones you're trying to figure out the names for? Yeah, those are the ones I, I mentioned the name to you. Um, oh, okay. So the Holy Goat and uh, Galway Bay. Uh -huh. Our two new goat cheeses we'll be bringing in a couple weeks. And I like your names because uh, your name, the names of your, especially your mixed milk and your sheep and goat cheeses are often plays on words. Who, who comes up with the names? Is this you? We, we all work on them. Uh, the one, the first one that was really good, the you calf to be kidding with the mixed milk blue, <laughs> the sheep, cow, and goat. I had come up with that name before I came up with the cheese. Ah, I had to come so, up with the cheese to fit it. Right. So yeah, but we, you're like, this is always, such a good name, I have to make a cheese. That's right. <laughs> so w whenever we decide or play around with different things and different cheeses, we're always going back and forth. All, all the helpers, all the hooks are always discussing what to call things. And, you know, we'll, we might go over five, ten names, you know, hmm. and... Usually I have the final say on it, but um, you know, if there's something really good, yeah. that's usually what sticks. Uh, one of them, let's see, trying to think of what we came out with a couple years ago. Oh, the, it was the triple play when we first started selling that in 2014. Um, we settled on triple play, so it's a baseball term, but one of the one of the entries in the category when we were discussing names was triple threat and mm -hmm. my son said you know dad that's not a good name for a food item <laughs> <laughs> triple good job threat. son no no that's, that's not a good thing <laughs> it has all the bacteria <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah well and try i like this one out yeah well your triple play extra innings that's really become a i mean it is, it's it one is. of my favorite cheeses it's just such a nice aged uh, flavor profile right. on there right yeah we the triple play we typically trying to go three to nine months in the triple play extra innings we age over a year right now it's about 16 17 months okay. and it really 
starts getting some nice calcium lactate crystals in it and a lot of good flavor. Yeah. You know, you get, we use three different starters in that and three different milks. So you get a lot of different flavor profiles and especially as it ages, it gets, it changes from when it's young to when it's older. Okay. So when we were setting up, I was talking with with Sister Julie. There's Sister Julie and there's Wife Julie. Right. Julianne and Julie, Julie Marie. And, Julie Marie. and uh, she was telling me that she likes the milder cheddars better. Um, what's what, Do you have she, a favorite she, cheese? She actually doesn't prefer the more acidic, so she doesn't like the three to five. Gotcha. She does like the ten oh. also. As it gets older, it smooths out again. Oh. So you get more crystals. She does like the ten, but okay. she doesn't like the acid okay. flavor. Interesting. What about you? Do you have a, do you have a favorite? I, I would go for the ten over the five, but I do like the acid flavor, so I don't mind three, four, five. Your okay. cheddar, you know. Um, my favorite would still be, well, of course, fifteen year, or <laughs> if you want to go to twenty. But um, you know, just sitting down, I'd I'd eat the ten year. That's what I've got in my fridge most yeah. of the time. Is there more fifteen year coming this year? There Please is. say yes. Okay, there good. Is. And hopefully, let's see. I got a. Look at inventory again, but I'm pretty sure I've got um, about 300 more pounds than I did last year. So I should be able to keep everybody happy on the orange cheddar, and then we also have a batch of white cheddar again this year. So we have both the orange and the white. Okay. 15 year. Is there? A, does the orange sell more in Wisconsin? In Wisconsin, orange cheddar does. You know, being in Madison, a lot of people like natural, and they'll go for the white cheddar, but um, Wisconsin or the Midwest itself is more cheddar has to be orange. What's mm -hmm. wrong with this stuff? It's white. It can't be cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> but then you, if you get to New York or the East Coast, it's yeah, orange like, cheddar. What? What is this redneck orange <laughs> cheddar? Yeah. So as I recall, you you've been making cheese what, since 1976. Is that since 1970? Oh my gosh, yeah. 1970. 70, 76. We actually moved down to Mineral Point and oh, took okay. over a small co-op. But okay. I started in 1970 when I graduated from high school, and I apprenticed under Bill Einach at Barneville Cheese Company for a couple of years. Got my cheesemaker's license in 1972. Every factory in Wisconsin has to have a cheesemaker on site while they're making a batch of cheese. Uh, the only state in the union that I know of that has to have a license. Mm -hmm. But uh, I got mine in 72 and I worked for Bill until 76 and then we moved on to Mineral Point and took over a small co-op, Buck Grove Co-op. And then we bought the plant in the city of Mineral Point in 1987. Okay. The co-op closed because of the pasteurizer regulations. They didn't want to upgrade and they moved into the factory with us. So we still get cow milk from the same patrons we have since 76, and how for many, over 40 years. How, oh wow, how many, and how many farms are you buying from? We're buying from three cow milk farmers, wow. one sheep, one goat. Okay, and how many, are they big farms, small farms, the cow? They're, the they're pretty small. Um, the biggest one has 50 cows, so compared to these days, that's tiny. Yeah, yeah. You because know, most of a lot of them are getting 100 to 500 to 1,000 to 3, and some of them are even talking yeah. 8 and 10. Well, that's awesome, though, that, you, that you're that you keeping three little guys. We still keep the small guys. family farms in business, yeah. and we, we pay a lot more for the milk than others do just because we get good quality milk, and they know that, and that mm -hmm. helps keep them in business. Yeah. Even at that rate, most of the time the wives still have to work off the farm to get health insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's a sad situation. but. Yeah. We are able to keep the farmers running. 
So I'm counting on my fingers here. So you're coming up on 50 years of cheese making? Pretty close. So you don't you don't look that old. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> did you start I like did. when you were yeah. eight? You know, I mean. you know, legally you have to, or, or you get fined for it. You have to sign up for Medicare when you turn 65, three months before to three months after. Mm. And I had to sign up at the beginning of this year. So really? Turn 65 in Well, March. this cheese making thing is keeping you young because. <laughs> Hands in the way, it's good for your skin. Yeah, right? yeah, you got like, you have like no wrinkles. <laughs> Well, thank you. <sighs> Obviously, I picked the wrong it's profession. That, it's that wrinkle cream I use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now you, you've got more people helping you make cheese. You've, you've got Sister Julie. You've got nephew my, Ben. I've got my my brother Jerry. Oh yeah, brother he's, Jerry. He's got his cheesemaker's license. I've got my nephew Brian. He's got his cheesemaker's license. Yep. My Mel my niece Melanie. Uh, so. Julie Marie does not want to get her cheesemaker's license. She says, ah, then you'll expect more. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she already, already does, does a lot. more work. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, don't need the license. So, but it sounds, that to me tells me that Hook's Cheese is going to keep going for a while. Oh, right? Yes. Hopefully. That's the plan. Okay. Yep, yep. So, 15 year cheddar will be in my future until I sign up for Medicare? Yep. <laughs> or beyond. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Well, that's you know that's all it's important. It's that's all about right. it's all about that's my right. cheddar needs, oh, Tony. That's, uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> we walk with Tony back to the stand, and by now it's already starting to get busy. People in this town love their Saturday morning farmers market, and many come early to get the best selection. We walk past stands of apples, popcorn, organic vegetables, and beautiful bouquets of flowers on our way to the Hooks Cheese Stand. Once we're back at the Hooks booth, it doesn't take long for customers to start sampling and buying cheese. Now, what did I just so say? So, which is your sharpest cheddar? <laughs> the sharpest cheddar is the 12 year old. 12 year and you have it yep. in white too? I do have it in white okay. and orange. Okay. I've got samples of both the 10 and the 12 if you want to try it. Oh, yeah, I would. Which would you Do like you, to try? Start with the 10 if you want to try them both. Yeah, that would Start be good. Start with the 10 and then we'll try the 12. Morning. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. A three-year cheddar, please. Mm. That's pretty yummy. <laughs> mm. But I gotta try the other now, right? Of course. I love the 10. <laughs> Great, thank you. You know, does it get a little sweeter? It sometimes does. As it ages, it smooths out. It gets a wow. little sweeter. This one, I found this recipe for a baked macaroni. And this one has actually more edge to it. This I would, I love this one, but I'm going to go with the 10. Yeah, the 10 will probably add more flavor to the mac and cheese. But it, it's not how it's supposed to be, is it? <laughs> <laughs> As it gets older, it does smooth out more. Yeah, so it's really nice. what happens is cheddar, as it ages, starts building, gets more acidic. So from two, three, four, and five, it's more acidic. And at, after five, it starts smoothing out. Uh -huh. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, starts smoothing out. Gets more calcium lactate crystals, so you can kind of see the crystals in there. Yes. The cheese gets more crystals. You get up to 15 and even 20 here, it's got a lot of crystals. Yeah. But it's really, really smooth. Mm. It's very yummy. So on the 10, do yeah. you want the white? The light and the bigger one. Bigger one, okay. So 1750, 20. 
was 18. And 20. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Enjoy. I will. Thanks for the taste test. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's nice to be here early enough that I <laughs> you got don't to have do to that. Fight the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> By this time, I am in serious need of caffeine. So we say our goodbyes to Tony and Julie and head across the street for coffee. Yep, well, we're going to circle around so if we don't see you again. Thank you right. very much for all your oh, time. Oh, yeah. And thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks fun. for helping. I mean, we got set up a lot today. faster. <laughs> Any words of Go wisdom. Wisconsin cheese, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, so do you get a nap today or not? I probably will. Okay. About like four o'clock, I'll probably. Yeah, I feel yeah, like a nap when is I'm in church. No. That's what I'm afraid that's of. That's what you're napping on. Just I'm don't gonna... snore too loud. I'm gonna stay awake. I don't usually go to Saturday night church. I'll be like falling asleep. Dad's gonna be going. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. He might be dozing too. You guys can lean on each other. That's right. That's right. All right. We'll see you guys later. See ya, Bye. Thanks. Yep. This being Wisconsin, there is, of course, a guy standing on the corner playing an accordion. in reading more about Hook's Cheese and the Dane County Farmer's Market, visit my blog, cheeseunderground.com. Our program today was produced with the help of Uriah Carpenter, who, unlike some customers, knows that 10-year cheddar is actually aged for 10 years. You know, one of the odd ones is, is it really 10 years old or is it really 12 years old? That's actually, wait, where do you keep it for that long? <laughs> what do you do with it? It just sits there and is cold for that long, <laughs> ages up, do you ever does feel its like, own thing. Do you ever feel like messing with people? Like, yeah, you know, it's in my living room next to my TV. <laughs> That's right. I watch that once in a while and I watch TV once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Our theme music was composed and performed by Point Five, one of my favorite local bands out of Mineral Point, Wisconsin. So that's it for today. Next week, we sit down with master cheesemaker Sid Cook, owner of Car Valley Cheese. We talk cheese trends, changes he's witnessed in the cheddar market during his 50 years of cheesemaking, and get his perspective on the future of America's Dairyland. Until then, you can find me on Facebook. Just search Cheese Underground or follow me on Twitter, at CheeseGeek. Have a great week. Today's Cheese Underground Radio is sponsored by Dairy Connection Incorporated, supplier of cultures, enzymes, cheesemaking supplies, and trusted expertise since 1999. A family-owned business based in Madison, Wisconsin, the dedicated Dairy Connection team takes pride in its commitment to be the premier supplier to artisan, specialty, and farmstead cheesemakers nationwide. To learn more, visit dairyconnection.com.
That's some good audio right there. Me yawning. Sitting on this bench. It's 4.35. Beautiful downtown Madison. It's very quiet here. Got a few crickets. Squirrels aren't even up yet. I wonder what time the coffee shop opens.